Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Jay Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Jody with Fit PT. Jody, how are you doing today? Happy Thursday. I'm great. Happy Thursday to you. <laughs> I appreciate you being here, and we're excited to have you on. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Fit PT, you know, first, tell us a little bit how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Okay, what made me get started in the first place? Way back many, many years ago, back in the 80s, actually, if I'm going to date myself when I was in college, I worked in a gym all through college. Back when high impact aerobics was the big thing and started, I did that for four years. I started personal training. I did bodybuilding and I loved it, but I was already on another path for my degree in college. So it just always remained a silent passion. Um, Fast forward after I got married and had two kids, didn't want to be in corporate America. I wanted more time with my family. So I reverted back to my love um, to where I could do personal training and make my time my own. So I could spend time with my kids, spend time in the gym, training. um, And that business just continued to grow. And over 20 years later, here I am, business owner, um, great business, awesome clients. You know, I have a portfolio of clients that I've built. Some of them I've been training 17, 18 years, years. Wow. Holy cow. Talk about lifetime client. (laughs) I know. It's awesome. Oh my, you probably seen half years ago. I, I'm sorry. No, I was just, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I was saying you probably seen so many people go from children to, to grown adults at this point. Or even oh, I have kids. some clients, they started when they were 14, 15, they're 30. <laughs> they're hanging out with you now. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, crazy, uh, crazy. It's amazing. But watching yeah. their journey has been so incredibly inspiring to me. Things people have gone through in life that their fitness has been such an integral part of experiences in their life that I just am blessed to have been a part of. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I mean, the way the way you talk about it, you're in it for the right reasons. That's why you've been able to have such longevity because, you know, when you get past that financial gratification portion of it, right, you know, you hit that money that you want to make, you're in it. I mean, what's pushing you forward is the love for your clients, the care you have for your clients. And, and, you know, there's a, a sense of, of, of almost like family care where it's like, you, these are your people, you know, yeah. and, and, and you are changing lives. And that's the genuine truth. You're changing lives. You're adding more lives to them. I mean, I'm sorry, adding more years to their lives as well. So uh, you're, you're doing great, great things for these people. And, and that, that's, that's an understatement. So uh, awesome stuff, Jody. And, and, and so, you know, on the topic of your clients here, how many, how many members or how many clients are you at currently? So me personally, um, because how I structure my studio is um, the other trainers that come into my studio, instead of them being employees of my studio, I set it up for them to be successful in their own businesses. So they come in, I know their availabilities and their schedules, but they're actually their own business. So they just come in and pay me rent. So they manage their own books of clients 
as I manage mine. So between my personal training clients and my group clients, I average anywhere from 30 to 40 clients at a time. Right. Yeah. My schedule. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, let's say I'll use myself as the avatar. Um, and if I came in into and, and I want to work with you, Jody, and I'm like, Hey, like I'm ready to rock, you know, what would I have to pay to get started? Um, you know, it really depends upon what you're looking to do. Um, we have, you know, 30 minute sessions, we have 45 minute sessions, we have hour sessions and I just sit down with you and figure out what your, what your goals are, what your skill set is and what your you know, commitment level is. We typically don't ask for commitments more than a month at a time. We do not make you sign contracts. You come in, we meet, we figure out what your goals are, what your, what your skill set is. And then we put together a month long program based on what you're wanting to do. And that's how we set it up on a month to month basis. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so for you, you know, for being in business as long as you have, you know, what have you found has been the best method of finding new clients? What has worked for me from day one has been networking within my client base. Um, I have a lot of my clients are all intertwined together. Um, I'll meet one, we talk. I don't just treat them like they're a client. They're part of my business. They're part of my family. So you get to know them on a personal level. And through that, you build a relationship with them. And I have never built my business on, oh, here comes this person coming in. They're going to pay me X amount of money. And, you know, I'm going to help them reach their goals. Everybody that comes in the door, I have a relationship with. I've always put being true to that person and being the best resource and provide the best number of tools to them as opposed to they're not a dollar figure, they're a person. And as I build relationships with those people, they see, wow, this is more than just a trainer. This is a person. And so that has been a very great resource and point for me to expand my business because they all refer their friends, their business associates. And that has really been how my business has exponentially grown over the years. Yeah. Through relationship and networking. Yeah, and that's great because I think uh, as you network through there, you know, um, one of the biggest factors in in being able to convert somebody from interested to a client is trust. And because you have that trust factor with, number one, the fact that you've been getting their friends and, 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 you know, their acquaintances results and they trust that person that they're going to trust you as well. (laughs) And so there's two things that go there. So I think that's awesome. And so, you know, um, and now let's say traffic was never a concern and you can get unlimited leads, right? What would hypothetically be that max amount of clients that you could take? There. For me personally, well, when because I have two different facets. I've got the one-on-one training business and then I've got my group fitness. My group fitness, that could grow exponentially because because of COVID and people learning to work outside the box, my group fitness classes, people are live in the studio and live online at the same time. We do it simultaneously. 
So when I'm teaching a group fitness class, I have people right here with me and people live online. So I have people from Colorado that are jumping in doing my group fitness class. I've had people jump in from North Carolina and do my group fitness class because it's live and I can have as many people online as I want from anywhere. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you know, we didn't mention that off air, but that's cool. That's great. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's smart. You know, you're kind of like a, the best double-edged sword you could ever have. <laughs> right. And I would have never had COVID never come around. You would have never been forced to think outside the box because we kept doing so true. classes. I was by myself in the studio. Everybody else was online. And that's just continued work for some people. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And so, you know, uh, now walk me through this too, Jody, because I know, um, again, because realistically, You've worked with a lot of people. And so what have you found has worked best for, for the client journey, right? For lack of a better term. So walk me through, let's say I came and maybe, maybe I'm not a referral. Maybe I'm, I just found you online or whatever it may be. And I'm interested, but you know, I still need to understand, you know, what I'm getting, how it works. So can you kind of walk me through like being sold the membership, right? Whether it's a sales process or not, but how that would work before I become a member and then being onboarded. So that client journey there. Can you walk me through that? Yeah, for sure. What our process usually is when someone either calls or walks in the door, um, if they're on the phone, we like to invite them in, me, whoever it is, um, for the purpose that I want to meet you face-to-face. -face. I want you to see where you're going to be training, what the environment is. A lot of people are very threatened or uncomfortable in certain environments. A lot of people don't like to go to big box gyms because they don't know how to use the equipment and they, they just feel very uncomfortable. Um, so I like to bring people in so they can see, look, this is not a, a threatening environment. Everybody is very welcoming. Um, you know, everybody's in the same boat that you're in. We're all just trying to get by and reach our goals and be as healthy as we can be. So once we get them in and we can show them the studio and this is your environment. This is where you live. This is where we work. Um, then we sit down with them and ask them, what are your goals? What is it? Why are you here? What is it you're trying to achieve? And we sit down with them and, and work through those goals. You know, if someone says, oh, well, I want to lose 50 pounds. Okay, well, that's a great goal. But what, what are you looking for? Is this something you're, you want to do in two months? That's not a realistic goal. Let's back it down and break it down. You know, if over the course of a year, you want to lose 50 pounds, Let's realistic, realistically look at that, but you got to look at where you're starting. And we sit down with them and kind of map out what that picture would look like, you know, and what does your budget allow? You know, great. You'd want to work out five days a week, but what does that budget permit? If your budget permits two days a week, then great. We're going to give you a program here in the studio two days a week. Then we're going to provide you all the tools that we can provide you when you walk out these doors to continue pursuing your goal. So when you come back in each week, we can look at what you've done over the last week and then we move forward with the program. When we lay it all out there for them and we give them their options based on what their budget is of what they can do, then they decide, you know, yep, this works for me or gosh, that may not work. So then we give them an alternative. Well, if you can't do two days a week for an hour, maybe you could come two days a week for 30 minutes stay, do some cardio on your own, and then we'll take a look at it again, revisit it in 30 days. And we can just, 
every 30 days, we get people the option. You can renew for another 30 days, or you can change your program. Or if you feel like you've got what you need and you're ready to go on your own, then, you know, we wish you the best. And ultimately, yeah. the goal is to teach these people how to be healthy and do these things on their own. And what we end up being really in the end is we're the accountability piece. You know, some people are like, I have to have an appointment or I'm not going to do it. And that's why people like us have jobs is because people are like, I need someone that's going to hold me accountable. I need somebody that's going to tell me what to do. You know, I have executives, you know, that come in and they're like, I just want to shut my brain off. Just tell me what to do. I don't want to think. I just want to do. Perfect. We yeah. can do that. That's the best. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's almost little to no decisions and you just guide them through it. And I think um, oftentimes beyond the, the accountability as well, I think that's one of the major factors, but I think oftentimes, you, I mean, you build such a strong community and people don't realize that like they'll stay for that community, literally, even oh. if they're in shape. For sure. And what's really neat is that with the other trainers, when people typically come in at the same time each day, you know, during the week. So everybody that's training at that time, they get to know each other. So they become their own little community. So yeah. one client was out with surgery. So two of my clients were checking on the other trainer's client. They come back. Oh, how are you? It becomes a social hour at the yeah. end, out, up at the front of the studio. And people like that. It gives them, you know, they look forward to coming, not just to work out, but because they're going to see their friends. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so let me ask you this question. It's a little bit of a longer one. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, I definitely will. So, For sure. you know, um, it, there's three pillars in business that we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. You know, of those three pillars, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, oh, gosh. Um, maybe I've got a lot of clients that I have retained over the years, but maybe diversifying other benefits that we could provide them over and above just their training and nutritional guidelines. Um, over COVID, I did expand to where now we carry um, fitness clothing um, in the studio where they can come in, men, women, they shop. You know, when they're coming in to train, they can shop. If they forgot something, oh, well, you can go right over there, buy a pair of shorts, buy a shirt, you know, whatever. So diversifying other things that we could provide our clients outside of the training and nutrition would probably be something that we could probably expand and do a little better with. Yeah, 100%. And, and so last two questions for you here, Jody. And I wonder why, before you move on there, I appreciate the honesty and transparency because I think oftentimes people get a little intimidated to answer that question and they're like, oh, well, I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I, I think I appreciate the viewers appreciate. That's awesome that you could be that honest and transparent because being a business that long, there's always places to improve. So thank you for that. Um, but last two questions for you here. So for you and, um, you know, fit PT, but what's the overarching goal? What, what's next? You know, what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, you're almost maxed out on clients. What's next for you? 
what I would like to do next is I'm, I would like to find another trainer that can come in and work, you know, afternoons and evenings. And, you know, the biggest challenge we have with that is you want to find someone whose style of training and client base matches those that are already there. Like our studio doesn't work with people that are bodybuilders. So a trainer that wanted to come in and people are training for the next bodybuilding competition, that really doesn't blend with what our vibe is in our studio. So it's a challenge to find, you know, trainers out there whose vibe and whose client base would integrate well with who we have in the studio now. Yeah. We want everybody to be comfortable, you know, coming and going, whether it's existing clients or new clients coming in. So ideally I would like to find another trainer that could come in in the afternoon. That would grow my business as far as that would grow my income because that would be another trainer in the studio and it would free me up to you know explore other things outside of my studio that would help me grow as a trainer and as an entrepreneur that's awesome yeah and I think um you know the culture is super important culture is what drives you know the entire business which and, and, and keeps your community intact you know, because if you get, you know, for lack of a better term, one cancer who is, you know, not a good fit for your community and not a good fit for the culture, it could put a, a no, I'm not going to say, a, you're not going to ruin it, but it can put a, a, a little bit of a burden on it. So, um, and, and it's true, and it'll, it'll start to feed over to other people or, you know, eventually like, but hey, like, it's not a good fit here anymore. So, and that's why I, I, I truly understand it and I appreciate the fact that you're willing to take the time to figure out, you know, hey, like, is this person a good fit or not a good fit? So that's great stuff. And then so last thing here, um, you know, it, I know you've been in business for a little while now. So if you can go back in time and tell yourself, you know, one piece of advice that you feel like would make the biggest difference from when you first started your business, right? And, and really make that difference in the beginning of, of the journey. What would you tell yourself? I would tell myself not to be afraid to step out in faith. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid of what could possibly happen. You know, just step out in faith with what you know. Be confident with what you do know and be confident with the people that are supporting you and take that leap of faith because that fear of the unknown, boy, that will just steal it, lots of opportunities for success. And so just bypass that and take that leap of faith. You know, had I done it, I wish I had done it sooner, but there were just different situations that I let get in my way. And if I could just go back, I would have wanted to take that step out in faith sooner to open my own studio. Well, Joey, talk about a mic drop there. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Look, that's a pretty good place to wrap things up in this episode. But before we sign out, Jody, please, you know, shout out your website, your Instagram, Facebook, anything you have, please. Sure. Sure. Our website for our studio is fitpersonaltraining.org. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's Fit Personal Training and Group Fitness. Our group fitness classes are listed on our website. And you just have to reach out and let us know to jump into any of our classes. First class is always on us.
I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, and we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in talking about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Lance of Box Fit Elite Fitness and Performance in Stockton, California. Lance, how you doing, man? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, brother. Doing great, man. Thank you for coming on, uh, spending some time with us. I'm sure you have a, a busy day there running that gym, coaching, training, all that good stuff. So let's start with, you know, why did you decide to open this uh, gym? Why did you decide to go down the path of entrepreneurship within the fitness space? Uh, I've always been active and in fitness or mainly playing sports. You know, I grew up playing almost every sport possible, you know, went pretty far in soccer, um, ended up moving to Stockton. Uh, in the middle of school when I was training f- to be a, a PE teacher yeah. and then it's funny now because like I kind of fell off and I tell people uh, I'm, a, I'm a PE teacher for big kids now yep. uh, basically you know because it's except yeah. that you know the, the, the funny thing is the little kids actually learn better than the big kids <laughs> right um, so you know I, I moved here actually fell into it um, I was at the store buying raviolis and I just moved to Stockton and someone asked me, Oh, you know, you want a, a membership to a gym? I was like, oh, you know, honestly, I'm broke. You got a job. Yeah. And then you know, two weeks later I was working at uh, the local fitness gym. Yeah. Um, did that for years and years, five, six years, maybe. And then, you know, at, at a 24 in shape, you know, uh, a globo gym, there's only so far you can go, you know, it's nice to get your feet wet. Uh, you know, finally took the leap of faith and left and built up my, once I've had my clientele built up and opened my own spot and, um, you know, have been doing it ever since. Very cool. Very cool. Um, have you, have you, are you still in your, your original spot or because I've moved a few times? Um, so since my ownership, I am in my original spot. Um, you know, when I left, I did some boot camps at the park. I went and I, uh, subleased a spot at a, uh, a friend's gym. Yeah. Uh, the two owners there split and opened two different spots. I went with one of them, came to this spot. She had her second child and had no time. Yeah. So basically left and said, here, it's yours. Beautiful. And from there on, I took over. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if the connect is the same thing, but the prices of places in California right now are too expensive. So Insane. yeah, they're, I, they're pretty. Yeah. I told, I told my landlord, I have it. I love it here. I have it here. It's like the only way I would leave is if I bought my own building. Gotcha. And the price right now is unaffordable. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Commercial real estate is getting a little out of control uh, to say the least, man. So what uh, size space do you have now? Square footage wise? Uh, it's about three, 3,500. Okay, cool. Nice not, not too bad. I mean, I got a, I got a big area 
which called the box. I yeah. have, uh, you know, a little room that we have. It's basically a, a kid's room, a play's room. We got a couch, a TV, train table, a bunch of toys. So not like supervised childcare, but you, an area with a sliding glass door. You can see your kids. So moms and dads and people, you know, don't have the excuse I had my child. So you can work out. Um, and then we have a back room, which is a little bit smaller. It's a private room. It's got squat racks to where all the rowers and stuff. So if people come early, stay late, or want to, you know, sometimes I'll sublease it out to one-on-one trainers. And then they can do, uh, you know, if someone doesn't want to do the class and, you know, they have a, a modified injury, they have their own their own rep scheme or stuff they want to do, they can go and, and private and do it as well. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, um, yeah, thank you for the description of the place. Is there, like, something I like to ask people, like, you know, especially been in this business for a while now, like at least 10 years, right? A little more than that overall in the fitness space. What excites you to get out of bed in the morning to, to go and do this work and to run this business? Um, I mean, it's, it's basically, you, you get to do what you love. You know, it's like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right. Like, you know, it's like, when I, right now I'm coaching T-ball and soccer with, with my son. And like, when you see them, like yesterday, we were playing ball in the backyard. Right. And you just see quick improvements. You see changes. You see them learn. You see them adapt and use what you say. And it's the same thing in here at the gym. Like when a client comes to you or you see them lift that extra 10 pounds, throw it on without you asking them to do it or tell them to do it. Uh, when they jump on that higher box, you know, or when they can squat all the way down, stand up, when they pull off that muscle up or, you know, depending on whether the alpha or the, you know, the regular people, you know, the, the 95 or the 5%, you know, it's, yeah. you know, seeing them change. Like I was telling the guy yesterday, it's like the biggest reward is not watching them jump one inch higher. It's when they look in the mirror and they see something in themselves that they didn't see before. Yeah. You know, they, they, they have the gain. The, the biggest thing you can give someone is confidence. Right. With, with, with that, they, you know, their, their palate's empty and they can, they can fill it with whatever they want. I love that, man. And it's such a unique thing, you know, that we get to do here in our job as coaches and then owners in a gym space it's, it's really awesome so Lance to me like the gym culture every gym is different right you walk to any kind of gym there may be similarities but the culture of the space always seems to be different I told you I come from that CrossFit background and you walk into CrossFits are kind of all the same but each one has its own unique culture to it if you had to like describe the culture of your gym what you guys are all about what would you kind of describe that as uh, we, we basically call it a family. We call it family fun fitness. It's the box fit family. Like that's, you know, because people come here with their dogs, they come here with their kids, you know, the kids sometimes work out with the, you know, with the parents, my kids are here almost all day, you know, when they're not at school. Um, so it's, you know, we call it a family during the, when COVID hit, you know, this family of mine kept me in business because, you know, when we, when California said you have to shut down, yeah. I, I told my clients, like, if you want a place to come back to, I ask you to keep paying. Yeah. So majority of my clients kept paying their membership and I rented out equipment to them. And, you know, cause I told them, I was like, you gotta, you guys are shareholders. This isn't my gym. It's your gym. I just run it. Right. You know, you as the, the paying customer, this is your spot. This is your home, you know? And so they all have a sense of ownership to it, a sense of family to it. They're all, you know, we'd go to competitions as groups, like, you know, like the CrossFit gyms. Yeah. And, you know, afterwards we hang out, like, there's been people that uh, met here and just got married. There's been people that met and they've been the, the bridesmaids or best men in, in weddings. Like, you know, I, I, you always see on Facebook, oh my God, this man or this woman, they treat me like crap, this and that. It's like, okay, where did you meet them? 
Yeah. If you're meeting them at the bar at 2 a.m., what do you expect? If you right. want to meet a nice person, go to a nice atmosphere. Well, where's a nice atmosphere? A gym. Yeah. You have, you're surrounding yourself with positive people looking to better themselves. You know, so it's and that, that's the vibe we want. We want fun, friendly, family, fitness that a bunch of people that are trying to better themselves, whether it's increase their clean and jerk or to go out and have tacos and tequila afterwards. You know, it's whatever your palate is. You know, it's just people work out for different reasons. It's just the main thing I tell people is make it fun. I had a, a parent a couple of years back call me and say, you know, my son's getting fat. All he does is play his Fortnite. You know, I need to get him in the gym. I was like, look, I don't like turning business away. Have him come in, try my free week. But you're teaching him. You're, right now you're teaching your son that the, the gym, my place is a punishment. You're, yeah. you're teaching him it's a bad place. Like he's, he's getting punished for his actions. It's like, I don't, I don't want him to look at the gym as a punishment. It's a reward. It's right. to make me better. I was like, does he like any sports? She's like, oh yeah, he likes basketball. I was like, look, have him come here, try the free week, that's fine. But your best bet is to put him on a basketball team. Right. He's gonna exercise, not realize. He's gonna make friends. He's gonna get um, a sense of leadership, uh, team building skills, you know, listening to a coach, you know, just like, so there's so much more value in, in how you approach fitness. Sure. You know, it's like, rather than, send them oh yeah you go in here to lose weight you know if everyone just losing weight in someone is, is not that hard to do but building confidence changing their life changing their, their their lifestyle habits that is when you've done your job that's when you know that there's a passion in it you know you're not just coming here oh do push-ups you know because people ask me what's the best way to get in shape and it's like you know there there's no one size fits all what do you enjoy what do you enjoy doing because that's what if you like hiking go hiking if you like swimming, go swimming. I like sports. I play sports. What if you enjoy, if you make fitness fun, you're going to find every excuse possible to go do it. Sure. If fitness is not fun, you're going to find every excuse possible to go do something that is fun. So, you know, like Kobe Bryant said, it's the, you know, you have to enjoy the journey. It's the journey, not the destination. It's the journey. When you enjoy the journey, you're not working. No. You're living. I love that, man. Yeah, I love that perspective, Lance. That's really cool. And uh, honestly, man, with the, uh, Example you gave of, of, you know, a mother calling you about their son. I haven't heard somebody describe it that way. So that's really cool. Refreshing to hear, man. So thank you for that. That's awesome, dude. Um, let's transition from that, which was great, into some business operations, right? Kind of what we do. Got to keep this engine running in this uh, ship afloat. So first of all, let's just lay out, like, services that you guys offer there at BoxFit. Uh, so when we first opened, um, the original name BoxFit came, you know, fitness in a box. Yeah. But we, we also used to do kickboxing. Okay. Uh, I lost my kickboxing instructor years back. So then we just went um, into cross training. Um, you know, a lot of people call it CrossFit, cross yeah. training, same, you know, same thing, different words, um, you know, just without the patent. Um, but yeah, so we used to have boxing um, and then mainly went to the, mm -hmm. it's like a fun, fun boot camp. Okay. basically you know um so uh, you know a lot of crossfit gyms are random on what they do we have a program schedule so monday squat we have a fitness side so fitness and performance monday squats tuesday chest and back mm -hmm. wednesday anterior posterior thursday lats lunges friday shoulders cardio saturdays a little everything you know each day starts with a warm-up the strength which i just described then right. we do a circuit or every minute on the minute depending on the timing and then we end with conditioning at the end uh, the performance side, same style, except different, you know, Monday's clean and jerk, Tuesday snatch, Wednesday squat, Thursday deadlift, 
Uh, Friday is either skill or strength, depending. And then Saturday also, it's usually like a team workout. Yeah, those are fun. Um, yeah, those are the most fun. Um, yeah, you know, the teams that kind of like, so if your partner's hungover, you try to kill them, vice versa. You, know. you have to, man. Yeah, you, part of the deal. Yeah, have fun with it. Yeah. Get on that road, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Get you well, on. Then, I mean, uh, just uh, Easter the other day, we had a, uh, I put up a bunch of Easter eggs and put exercises in each egg. Cool. So you and your partner would go grab an egg, open it up, do the exercise, have to finish them before you went and got another egg. Nice. You know, just make it interesting. Make it fun. Yeah. Like you said, fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when fitness is fun, you will see the results you're looking for. 100%. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. When you when you you know when you're working for it so hard and it becomes a job, then yeah. it, it's the the results are are harder to come by, not as uh, not as rewarding because you're not enjoying that uh, that journey. Definitely, man. Definitely. So that group training for you guys is like your bread and butter, right? It's your bread and butter services. Yeah, there. mainly. You know, I used to do a lot more one on ones, but mm -hmm. my kids are five and two now. And my wife works long hours that, you know, they're, they're here at the gym all day. At least the two-year-old is. The five-year-old's in school. She's about to start pretty soon. And then once they get both get in school, I'll probably pick up some more one-on-ones and up my schedule. Awesome, man. Uh, what about staffing? Is it, is it just yourself? Do you have other coaches on staff? Um, so right now it's just me. Uh, I am sole proprietor. Um, yeah. But I do have clients yeah. that uh, help out a lot. Nice. So, I mean, uh, they're not staffed because of workers comp and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they have other, they, you know, their main jobs, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's like when I worked at InShape, it's hard to make a living, especially in California prices right now yeah. off of training classes where right? you, yeah. and you know, I, I wouldn't be able to afford to pay them. I wouldn't be able to afford to stay open if I had to pay them what they needed to live. Yeah. Yeah. That's always yeah. the tricky thing in this industry, right? It's like, we want to, we need a team to scale to levels that we want to, but then it's like, um, yeah, it's always hard for them to, to, like you said, earn that income just to live. So like, that's always a tricky part of this industry. And we can talk about that, you know, a little bit later, but um, as far as like marketing, you know, I think the, our messaging and our branding and our basically marketing is, is obviously one of the most important things that we can do. I'm a big believer in kind of that has to be always happening. Lance, what is your marketing strategy and philosophy like for BoxFit? Uh, right now and lately it's, it's been just word of mouth, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like, uh, marketing too much yeah. just because, um, it's, you know, I, I, there's a one gym nearby that they do great marketing. They sell, they sell, they call, you know, they call calls, they do this and make the phone call, you know, and it's like, I want my training to do the selling. So that's why instead of a free day, I do a free week. So, you know, if you're new and you come in and it's deadlift day, you hate deadlifts and it's like, okay, you had a bad time. Over a week, you get to see what each day is like. You right. get to see regular faces. You get to meet new people. Um, so you, you get more comfortable in the atmosphere and it makes that family environment we were talking about earlier. Sure, sure. You know, you know, so word of mouth, you know, because, you know, us not knowing each other, if I just randomly call you and say, hey, you need to buy this. You know, it's like, well, why? You know, right. what, why? But if your friend, someone you know, someone you barbecue with, hang out with, someone you went to school with, says, "Hey, you need to try this out," it's got a lot more value to it. Yeah. You know, it's not just a, "Hey, look at this ad." You know, free this and get this, and you know, it's it's not. My marketing is not about sales. It's about letting the the. I I want people to come to me and say, "Hey, where do I sign up?" 
I don't want to go to them and say, hey, put your signature here, put your signature here. How long do you want this? You know, I went through that at the corporate gym and all they cared about was membership, memberships, how many one-on-ones you sell, how many of this. They didn't ask how the training was going, how the, the client was was doing, how much weight they were losing, anything. All they cared about was how many signatures and hitting your quota every week. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I found there's a lot less customer service issues, if any, if they're coming to me saying, hey, where do I sign up? This is a place for me. Because sure. just like the, the, the facility has to be the right fit for the, the person, the person has to be the right fit for the facility. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you're not just going to let anyone into your gym because they're a dollar sign and you make money off them. It's like, wait, if he or she is a cancer that, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, has a bad vibe, you know, yeah. it's yeah. going to cause issues with other clients it's like you don't want that environment you don't want to add that environment to your or you don't want to add that to your environment yeah it's like you know you want it to run smooth you want everyone to get along you want to have people having fun and pushing each other yeah have you had that uh before like you know we'll say like the bad apples in the gym that you have to or any kind of conflict that you have to kind of take care of I mean, we've had it a couple of times where a group leaves, you know, and, and you see that a lot in the CrossFit oh, yeah. era, you know, because you have those clicks, you yep. know, I mean, you know, and, and I mean, I mean, not even CrossFit, you just see it a lot with alphas, um, you know, so it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to be against it because those are people really pushing, pushing, pushing. But it's like, for me, I care a lot more about the 95% of people then I do the 5%, you know, those alphas, um, you know, cause with that, that 5%, you're going to make them jump one inch, two inches higher where that 95% of people, you're going to make a, you know, a lifetime change on them. Um, you know, you yeah. can, you, you can affect the rest of their life versus, you know, making them jump an inch higher, making them lift 10 pounds heavier. Um, you know, you can literally take them from, being pre-diabetic or diabetic and on hella medications to off their meds, playing with their kids, seeing a whole new future, you know, so there's a lot more reward in it for me. No, I agree. With the the 95% of people. And they tend to listen more, you know, when you get, especially like this before I even took it over, it was a beast mode. It was a fighting gym. Okay. All those alphas. Yeah. And the thing with alphas is they never want to pay too. They think they're better than everyone. They want everything for free. We'll never make money on them. That's for sure, man. Exactly. We're talking money, like on the athletes side of it, like, or the competitors. It's not, that's not the avenue for that. But like you said, with that 95%, you know, general population, if you will, we can have the biggest impact on their lives uh, for those people, which is awesome. You know, and, and obviously usually more open-minded to learning and, and growing and all this good stuff. So um, just one more piece on the marketing piece, Lance, you brought up Facebook, Instagram. Have you ever done any, paid advertising, digital advertising? Um, uh, not, I mean, I've tried a couple, nothing. I never really jumped into it fully. Um, okay. Okay. You know, I, I had a buddy that did it a couple of times, but I, yeah. you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just think like the word of mouth works more, works yeah. better. And then I, you know, I, I might need to jump it back up here right before summer. And yeah. I've just been sidetracked with my kids and coaching that, you know, pre- you know, after COVID, the, you know, when I opened back up, I had my best month in 10 years. Really? Wow. The, my first, my first month opening back up, well, cause 24 hour fitness closed, yeah. um, in shape was very restricted. So I opened open gym times. Yeah. 
So when I wasn't having classes, it was open to those other people to come use the space okay. rather than, you know, waiting in line and wearing a mask and in shape. Yeah, nobody wants to do that to work out. It's crazy. We had a similar thing here in Connecticut with the nuts, but um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, the impact on COVID, but also like in California, in your area, you're in like Southern California, right? Are you? Uh, we're mid, mid-cal? I say mid-cal because I'm from NorCal, but okay. it, they, they, they qualify it as NorCal. It's basically the Central Valley. We're in the, right, right in the middle, about an hour and a half, two hours from San Francisco. Sure. Yeah. So we had COVID. So that was a massive wrench in our, in our industry. Do you see any seasonality to your business? Like, I know I always had, like, we were always busiest, like, when the seasons change here in Connecticut. So we had really good September, October, really good, you know, January, really good April. Do you guys see any seasonality to your business, Lance? Yeah, I mean, you know, pre-summer always picks up because they always want the summer bodies. Um, And, I mean, it's not a a big flux in the amount of people for me. It's what time of day they come. Okay. So when it's, you know, when it's getting cold and stuff, um, they tend to come in the afternoon, like before five, six classes. Whereas in, you know, when the, the time change, the light change, I'll have a lot more people at say the 5 a.m. class, right. you know, versus like if it's really cold, they sleep, stay in bed and they'll come later versus, yeah. so it's, it's just a flux on what time of day they come, I guess, which classes get bigger. Okay. That little, um, yeah. Circadian rhythm there with the, with the, with the sun and all that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's been open, what, 10 years, right, man? So that's awesome, dude. A uh, great, great piece to it. Retention is a big part of this business, right? We work hard to get people in the door, whether it's uh, Facebook ads or word of mouth or referrals or whatever, or walk-ins maybe in your case there. Um, what are your, some keys for you for retention, for keeping members coming back you know, day after day, month after month, year after year? What's worked well for you to keep those members engaged? Uh, so, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, it's just the, the environment and how you make them feel while they're here, stuff like that. Yeah. But as well as, I mean, because I don't do too many month to months, okay. you know, because, you know, if say you sign up for a month and you don't get into it as much and then all of a sudden you're gone. Right. You know, you, like, so how I set mine up is I do contracts, okay. three, six, nine or 12. Yeah. Um, so I do month to month. But if you sign a, a contract, you know, it, when I do my specials, I'll throw a free month in with the contract. But the longer you sign up for, the cheaper it gets per month. Okay, sure. So if you sign up for 12 years, you get that cheapest rate. You're yeah. locked in for that duration, but you get that cheaper rate. And then so, and as long as you stay, say if you sign up, and if I up my rates, your rate stays the same. Got it. So okay. I have people that have been here for seven years that pay my old, old rates because they never left. Got it. You know, it's not like direct TV where the first year you're paying something and the second year you're paying yeah. jacked up prices. Oh, right. Because, I mean, I used to call them. I'm like, wait a second. I've been a customer for seven years, and this guy's been with you for seven days, and he's paying yeah, you know, less than half of it, and it doesn't make any sense. So mine is a loyalty program. The longer you stay, okay. my rates go up every year. You still pay the old, old, old rate that you signed up for. As long as you're in that contract, you're locked. You're grandfathered in. Okay, very cool. Uh, yeah, I love that, man. I like that approach. I like having contracts in place. I know there's some people that are against that, but – I think we need to, um, you know, I know just when I went to sell my business, didn't have any contracts, you know, so it's like, what is your asset, right? It's like, you got to make, you're yeah. going to, you're going to, I mean, value you, it. Yeah. you, you got to be like, right, buy, and then all of a sudden all the clients follow you and exactly, exactly. You know, so there's no hard asset. The client, there. The client, that is the business, you know, 100%. it's not all the stuff that depreciates in five seconds. It's the people are the business, right? So how, how are you able to, you know, 
come up with the rates for, that you charge for the membership? What was like your process and philosophy around that? Uh, just kind of looked around at what, what the other gyms had. Um, but it was also prior to what I was charging when I was at the old, uh, old gym, yeah. you know, cause, and, and you know, you got to take account to what you offer, yeah. what your clientele is and where you're located, you know? So in the location of my gym, you know, if I went to the other side of town, like kind of where I live, yeah. I could probably charge a little bit more, but that's also because my rent's going to be a lot more. Right. Whereas in where I'm at, my rent's fairly good to where, okay. you know, I can afford to give them better rates, give them discounts. You know, it's like if I have like uh, families, you know, I have family plans. If you come in together, you get discounts that way. Law enforcement, first, you know, first responders discounts, you know, um, you know, I'm big for the people that help us helping them back. Sure. You know, it's like my wife's a nurse. I have a lot of clients that are cops. I used to have some of the firefighters, you know. Uh, a lot of correctional officers, you know, these are the people that make it safe, safer. I shouldn't say safe. We live in Stockton, you know, but safer to go outside, you know. I hear it, man. Yeah, for sure. We've had a shooting almost every day this week. Really? Jeez. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, I see stuff on the news. You never know what's real or not, you know, but uh, yeah, crime is definitely a thing. So yeah, to, to hook those first responders up, I think it's important. I did the same exact thing, you know, where we are. And biggest issue we have is like a, a car theft ring going around town. Uh, I should got not, my car. Not a lot of <laughs> yeah, dude, my car got stolen out of my driveway in, in uh, September. It was insane. I had this long driveway, dark, come out at 5 a.m. I'm like, what the hell? The car's gone. But anyway, um, <laughs> from 10 years ago till today, obviously the fitness space has changed, I think, pretty tremendously. Um, what do you see as like the biggest change over that course of the last 10 years within your business, Lance, from like 2012 to like 2022? We've been, we've been through quite a lot. Um it's getting more, it's spreading out and getting more individualized. And I think it's like what we were saying, it's coming more to the 95% of people. Yeah. Cause right when, right when CrossFit popped out and it hit and people hit it running, you know, and I, I got my pluses and minuses about it. Um, it did pop the fitness industry. So I like that, but you saw a lot of too much people, I guess you trying, trying to RX. Right. You know, oh, yeah. too, many, too many people doing lifts that their body's not prepared to do. You know, yeah. it's like I, I do the fitness side and performance side for the people that want to and the people that just kind of want to do don't think because, you know, say Jane Doe, 60 year old overweight female comes in here and we're on snatch day. It's like I'm going to spend 45 out of the 50 minutes sure. trying to teach her to do a snatch when it does not benefit her in any way. No. And her it take me six months to even get her to the mobility. It would take to do this position that's not going to benefit her you know except you know the mobility part war but it's like okay why are you going to want to snatch right you know so we like at least my aspect is you know and that's why i don't do i don't call it crossfit and don't do the crossfit we have people that do crossfit competitions that's our performance side but my side you know that i like to pride on is that 95 percent where i see the changes where i see people take control of their lives mm-hmm. you know you know, so the biggest thing to me is, you know, because they used to, you know, it's like, oh, RX this workout. I'm like, Rich Froning is RXing that. Like, why should I? Like, I'm not right. even close to that guy. And I don't want to be close to that guy. Like, right. Right. I, I'm not trying to make the CrossFit games. I'm trying to play catch with my son in the backyard. Like, yeah, sure. You know, I had my alpha days, my college days. You know, I've had three knee surgeries. I'm trying to move right. functionally and not hurt in the next 20 years. Exactly, man. 
to live a healthy life and be able to do what you want to do, play with your kids is obviously a great, great goal, a great thing to, to want and to have. Um, so with your members there, Lance, uh, we have the group training as the bread and butter, but we do service-wise. Do you have any other Ascension products or services that you offer them, like supplements, meal planning, you know, merchandise, uh, clinics, anything else like that, like to add another revenue stream to the business? Uh, we used to do some uh, uh, some lifting clinics, like uh, Ollie lifting clinics. Yeah. Um, every time we kind of re re up the performance side, kind sure. of draw interest to it, do it. Um, or we had like a few people doing uh, an Ollie meet, so we do do it then to kind of draw interest. Um, or we'll do the competitions where we all go out and we. Yeah, I think we had nine teams in the last competition a month ago. Um, you know, I. I'll give away shirts with memberships. I'll give away like fit aids with memberships, um, meal planning. So I, I partnered up with a buddy of mine, literally yeah. at the fire hydrant. So you run 150, 50 feet, meters, yards, whatever you want to say his business is down there and they do uh, meal planning. Nice. Cool. So basically I send my people to him, him, he sends his people to me. And it's like that saying word of mouth earlier, you know, yeah. that you, know, you get your clients from people, you know, rather than, Sure, man. Yeah, those local partnerships are super important. Obviously, you know, in a in a gym like ours, you know, a community based gym, community fitness, I think it's a, a you know vital importance. Um, so, no supplements ever done supplements minus the Fit Aid protein. Uh, a few people here do them. I don't anymore. I used to do them a lot. I haven't touched them. You know, I'm a firm believer that that uh, supplements are there for to supplement what you you don't get. Right. You know, so if you, you can get anything from your diet, like, oh, crap, here. The other day, um, I was playing basketball with my son in the backyard, yeah. and he's like, uh, are plants medicine? And right off the bat, I was like, no, no, there's like pills. I was like, wait a second. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it blew my mind. I was like, yes, yes, they are. I was like, not the pills and everything we take, because when we say when he's sick and we give him shots, I was like, yes, they're put on this earth for a reason. If we chose it right, yes, plants are medicine. You know, and it blew my mind because he said that, and I was like, completely trained to think the other way. Or I was like, wait a second, no, you're right, son. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. five years old. I was like, that's why they're here. That's why they're put on this earth. You know, nowadays we have other medicines and right. stuff like that, but there's a reason. You know, if we eat, you know, uh, I I tell clients all the time, treat you know what you put in your body is what you get out of it. Yep. So treat your body like a garbage disposal. It's going to become one. Yeah. You know, it's like, so I tell them every time you eat, every time you drink, every time you put something in your body, you're doing one of two things, healing yeah. or harming. Sure. Yeah. The nice thing it's your, it's your choice. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, you know, so if you're, if you're a Ferrari, you're going to put shitty gas, excuse my language, you're going to put bad gas in your car or you're going to put the good gas, the you know, prime stuff. Same you know, thing. I know, exactly. you know, so what you put in your body is what you get out of it. And, you know, so let thy food be thy medicine. And, you know, so started to tangent off but yeah oh, it yeah. made me really think of, it really made me think of that it's like yeah. so yeah i'll take pre-workout every now and then just like amino energy like just some you know i used to do the c4 i used to do the the full blown and all that and it's like you, know, you can only keep up with that for so long and Great. you know yeah. they, they become dependent on it you know because you, you can't so you know i only try to i try to drink coffee and go off of that but you know i i, I tell people supplements are what to supplement what you're not getting. So anything you can get from food or, you know, you know, from the earth do that first and then, 
You know, if you're trying to lose weight, yes, do shakes. If you're trying to, uh, you know, reduce or add calories, do shakes, stuff like that. You know, or if you need a little energy boost because you're working at 5 a.m., get that little bit of creatine or pre-workout caffeine, stuff like that. But yeah, you're right, man. Don't, don't become dependent on it. Agreed, totally. Agreed, yeah. And I love the childlike curiosity of your son, you know, asking. They, they always ask these questions. They, oh, they yeah, it blew my mind because I was just sitting there and I was just like, it's like, it's, it's is plants medicine? I was like, no, it's like, you know, it's, you know, mommy and daddy's jar. I was like, and I stopped. And I sat there. He's like, what? I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. It's awesome, man. That's awesome. We get stuck, like you said, in this, like, you know, we've been trained almost to like, you know, just say no. And then it's like, wait a minute. Yes, it is. So that's yeah. really cool. Uh, Lance, so with, with BoxFit, uh, the next 12 months, any big goals you're looking to accomplish within the business? Um, try to revamp again, you know, kind of, you know, the, we're hitting that, end of the um new year's hype so yeah. it's starting to die back down you have three months you know one month everyone does good second month a few peter off three months all those non-committal drop off you know so try you know i it's like i try to tell myself i don't follow it enough but i try to tell myself to have a a, a three-month cycle you know one month you do social media next month you blast email next month you blast phone calls next month you repeat it so you you know you, you go through cycles of you know, because me and you might email all day, right? Where the the younger generation might, you know, Instagram all day. Then you have the mid that Facebook, you know. So, and then you have the you do have the people that answer the phones. That you know, it's like shit. Some people it's like yeah. you know, I'm the person that's staring at it and just like, why didn't you just text me? I don't want to. I don't want to pick it up. I'm the same. I want to pick it up. Like, I want to pick it up. Yeah. So you know, it's like I need to. I need to get back to a cycle of where to disperse my advertising sure sure hit this market okay you know what let that kind of funnel through open a new funnel let that funnel through open a new funnel let it funnel through and kind of uh you know so you're not just you know because it gets annoying when you target when you're targeted by the same thing over and over and over and you get pushed away it's like i have i tell people when they're they're trying to get their their friends or their wives or you know kids in here and they're like, oh yeah, they won't come. They won't come. They don't want to do that. I was like, okay, first, like you, you, because it's your idea. Your idea is always a bad idea. Right. You have to make it their idea. You know, yeah. so leave it open in and say, oh man, I tried this new gym out today. Man, I felt great. And I was like, and then stop and leave it open. Make them ask a question. Go, well, where is it? Oh, it's this box fit over here. Yeah. But what do they do there? And they go, oh yeah, I did this and this. And but, man, I'm so sore, but I feel good. And so, and then all of a sudden they, they go, I want to try. Guess yeah. what? It's their idea. Yeah. Exactly. And everything, their idea is a good idea. So, you know, I, I tell them, use reverse psychology to get them in the gym. Make it their idea. Because if it's my idea and I'm telling my wife to go to the gym, it's, you know, oh, what am I, fat? Oh, what am I, you know, it's like. Yeah, it's true, man. You, you're, you're trained to think, oh, he's, um, what's the word? You know, he's making fun of me or he's you know, putting me down. You know, it's like, no, I'm, you know, it's like, I'm enjoying this. I want to, you enjoy this with me. Yeah, no, I hear it, man. We're, we're driven by emotion, right? It's like not like oh, yeah. a lot of times emotion drives. It's just the human instinct and psychology. Like you just, like you just touched on it. It's so true, man. So definitely true. So we're looking well, to like, diversify marketing here over the next year to get, to get people, uh, you know, back in the door or more people in the door, not back in, but more people. In yeah. The door. Yeah. Cool. Oh, back, you know, back in the door is fine too. Like I, yeah. some of my favorite ones are when people leave, they got, but they come back and be like, it's like, right. That says something about your business. If they come back. Instead of going somewhere else, if they're coming back, that says something about you, your business, and what you have. 
yeah. and that they value it. And it's like, like we just said, you, we were um, driven by emotions. Yep. You're, you're only one workout away from a good mood. That's so true, man. You know, like, like, I say it's the best well, drug in the world, you know, like just go oh, yeah. get a good a workout in a good sweat, whatever, like you said, whatever you like to do a hike. I was in Arizona last week for the week and I, I hiked every day. Like, you know, and it's nice. It's great. You know, nor normally we're lifting weights and we're doing all this sort of stuff in the best, a nice way to mix it up and enjoyable. So yeah, whatever you can find that you like is obviously key. And, uh, you know, it sparks that positive emotion. So last two questions for you, Lance, kind of two-part question. And I may have asked you this earlier, but uh, on a pre, before we started recording, um, what's the, in this kind of like big picture, what do you want for this business? Like end goal, what is like uh, for the people in the business? What would you like for the business? Um, I mean, obviously for the clients, I want them yeah. to, to change, yep. get, get, get what they came here for. And then that's going to feed out and bring more people in. But ultimately, you know, it's like this, I'd like to make it my retirement plan. So in, you know, I don't want to just sell it. Like I want it to become like a, a revenue stream, like I would say a rental, like where I pay someone else to run it. I manage the books every now and then, yep. you know, I have the clients that come in, I have the trainers that come in and then you have a, an, a steady income on the outside sure. while, you know, because I, I, I tell people all the time, I was like, I don't want to retire. When people retire, they get old, fat, and die. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like, this is not work. This is living. I, you know, I go out and I come to work and I work out and I work out with my clients and I, you know, I push them and I, you know, so I, I want this to, to live on. You know, I, I want to have, maybe have my kids run it one day. That'd be awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because, you know, people are like, oh, man, they're super athletic. I'm like, they, they spend every day in a gym. It's yeah, like oh, they're, they're, they're doing monkey bars, toes to rings, pull-ups, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you see other kids just on their iPad all day. Right, right. Like, no. You know, so it's like I'll be sitting there. I'm tired. I want to watch TV. My son's like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go shoot hoops. And I just want to be like, oh, let's watch Batman. I'm like, you know what? He asked me to go outside. How, how am I going to say no to that? I used to spend, I used to spend hours shooting hoops. You know, throwing balls with my dad outside where my mom, you know, dinner's ready, dinner's cold. Come on, guys, I'm gonna heat it back up. And it's like, you know, to that was our childhood. We didn't have video games that looked exactly like yeah. us. Thing in the way, you know, that phone was. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Phone wasn't there, man. Same as you, man. Oh yeah. Grew up on the basketball court every day, man. Yeah. Mom young, come in. You know, uh, amazing. So, uh, so yeah. So the the four is like to serve the clients, many people as you can, right? And then the. Yeah. What do you want from the business would be like, kind of like you just said, like, we'll say to have it as an investment there, maybe a legacy for your kids down the road and to provide like financial freedom. Would that kind of be the pretty much. Yeah. Solution? I mean, you know, I wanted to, you know, pay my bills. I wanted to, cause I'm, I'm we just bought a house last year. So I want to renovate the back, the back house and make it into a, uh, you know, another in, in uh, revenue stream and pool house. But Basically, we, we bought this house in big backyard as to hold the vents. You know, it's like I grew up playing sports my whole life. My dad always being there and I want to give the same, you know, whether it's to my kid or other people's kids. Like, you know, right now, Monday, I coach T-ball. Tuesday, I coach soccer. Wednesday, I coach T-ball. Thursday, I coach soccer. Friday, I play softball. Saturday, I coach t -t or soccer in the morning, T-ball in the afternoon. And then Sunday, I do the yard. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like I... You know, people are like, oh, my God, that's so much work. I'm like, no, I'm playing all day. Right. I'm playing with six-year-olds. Right. I'm playing with big kids at the gym. Like, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's how you look at it. You know, it's like if, if I view it as, as work, it's like, no, it's like I'm watching kids 
you know, people are like, oh, you pay this much for your kid to play sports? I'm like, no, I play this much for him to learn leadership, to learn fundamentals, to learn skills, to learn problem-solving skills, you know. It has nothing to do with him kicking the ball on the goal. It has everything to do with, oh yeah, so much. Know, I, I am who I am, the life lessons I have through sports right. my whole life. Yeah, I agree, you know? man. I think that's awesome. We have the best job in the world, right? You get to, like you said, you get to train people on yeah. your health, work with these kids on like, like you said, the more mental aspect of it. And sports are great, but it's like so much bigger than just than just the sport, you know, whether it's basketball, yeah. soccer, football, baseball, golf, what, what have you. Uh, it's just so much bigger. And I get to instill those values and principles within them. It's awesome, man. So it's really. Oh, yeah. The, the other week we were playing. And I, I mean, I think we won like 12 to 1, 12 to nothing. Like, nice. it, but in Q6, we don't keep score of the game. Right. Um, but there was a kid on the other team. And he wouldn't even get on the field. His dad was trying to get him on, trying to get him on. Wouldn't even get on the field. Oh. And then finally, the you know the dad's uh, the other coach asked me, "Do you mind if the dad comes out?" I was like, "Oh, I don't mind as long as he doesn't complain when I kick him in the shins." You know, just screwing with him. Right, but right. by the by the end of the game, you know, you saw this kid from crying on the sidelines to running around holding his dad's hand to kicking yeah. the ball to all of a sudden the dad's on the sidelines and running by himself. And it's like awesome. that. Right there, whether it's in the gym or on the field, like that is the ultimate, like, you know, my son scoring a goal, the other kids scoring three, you know, that was a bigger impact on that whole day, on the whole game. You know, oh. you changed that kid's future by building a level of like that word confidence. Yeah. Cause now that kid enjoys it. He sees something he's not scared of it. Like, you know, those are the changes that put us at a Y point in life and you can pick go for it or be scared and it's like you know the more chances you say get to that go for point and do it the stronger will the stronger person you're going to be like you know i i always tell my kids like there's an old indian tale you know, the story of the two wolves oh yeah it's the you've, you've heard the story right you know you have the, you have yeah. the mean wolf that you know yeah. you know and then you have the good wolf there there's a constant battle with you at, at all times yeah. and i tell them which wolf wins and they're like well i don't know which wolf and i was like it's the wolf you feed yeah. If you feed that good wolf, if you open that door for the old lady, if you buy that homeless man a, a cheeseburger, if you, you know, donate, if you go help the person on the side of the road, that wolf gets stronger. And that's the person, that's the wolf you become. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's something I try to live by. I love it, man. I think that's awesome. And it's, uh, you know, awesome what you're teaching your kids at that age. And uh, I think it's great, dude. Lance, awesome. This was awesome, dude. I like, love talking with you. Where can the listeners check out Box Fit? Elite Fitness and Performance, Instagram, social media, website. Where can we find it? Uh, www.boxfit.com or boxfitelite.com. Um, also, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the only one, I, I'm not really on Twitter. I don't know how to do all the tweeting stuff. But yeah, find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, <clears throat> email boxfitelite at gmail.com. Also, anytime anyone's in Stockton, yeah. you know, feel free, like, uh, you know, I had uh, one of the guitarists for uh, a local band down here came down and worked out before the, their concert at uh, the Stock Arena. Awesome. You know, like if, if you're in town, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to charge you for a day fee. Just come in, do a post. And, you know, <clears throat> we like to have outsiders come in and, and, and enjoy the spot. Love it, man. So yeah. Anyone in Stockton, hit me an email. Tell me when you're in town and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll give you some good workouts. Love it, man. Love it. Thank you so much, Lance, for coming on, sharing your story about your gym and your business and life, really. And uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Appreciate it. It was for me, too. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's my hopefully my first of many podcasts. You got it, man. Thanks so much. And listeners, we appreciate you guys, too. 
Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Jose Pascaran from Alpha and Omega Martial Arts out of Laurel, Maryland. What's going on, Jose? Welcome to the show. How you doing, hey, Alex? How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I'm doing well myself, man. Thank you for asking, and I'm excited to have you on. Um, you know, I appreciate you taking time out of that busy gym owner life just to be here with us. Um, now, before we dive into more of the nitty gritty of what you have going on with your facility, um, first tell us a little bit about what made you get started uh, with gym ownership in the first place. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so with gym ownership, I had the opportunity to open my own martial arts schools in 2012. Um, so I just took that opportunity. Um, I have a love of martial arts. I've been training since I was 12. Um, I'm sorry, since I was 10, uh, training and competing since then. So I felt like it was natural for me to kind of shift into that. And uh, shortly before that, um, I was doing some personal training here and there. Uh, I was studying to become a physical therapist uh, with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Um, but since I was given the opportunity to open the school, I felt like it was the right thing to do just to open the, the martial arts school. Super cool, man. So you started, you know, basically with your love of martial arts, um, you've had your facility for 10 years now, and we talked a little before this, you know, you made it past the long call. A lot of fitness facilities, not only did over 30% of facilities shut down during COVID, but most fitness facilities don't even make it to that three-year mark. So the fact that you're here at 10 years, it really shows that you're doing something right. Um, it shows proof of product um, that the value that you're providing to your members is working. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about it today. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, of course. And, and that really leads me to, you know, Alpha and Omega in the first place. Um, tell me a little bit about your facility. Uh, what are you offering your members? Oh, yeah. So Marsh, Alpha and Omega Martial Arts, we offer martial arts training, specifically Taekwondo training to our students. Um, we focus on students ages five and up. Um, majority of my students are between five and 14, but there is no limit as far as age goes um, going up. Um, I have trained students under five years old before, but I found it a little um, difficult. <laughs> yeah, little kids uh, have very low attention spans. It's not a bad thing, you know. Uh, it's fun in that case, but um, it's, um, 
it, it's a uh, it's a challenge <laughs> working with the little ones. Um, but majority of my students are between that young age. So we offer the martial arts training for them. Um, we also offer after school programs and uh, summer camp programs for the students. Super cool, super cool. So so you've been in it for about ten years. A majority of your students are kids, and you know that I did martial arts as a kid too, and and you know it really teaches you discipline. Um, you know, it teaches you work ethic, how to work hard, and really just how to live a healthy lifestyle. So I love that, you know, you are pursuing that with the kids. But one thing I do want to ask is pushing more into the adult side of things, something that you want to get into. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I want to push more into the adult training um, for, for myself, too, because I like training with adults, not necessarily with all the kids. Right. Um, with the adult training, um, still, still martial arts training focused on that. Uh, helping the adults get their black belts uh, to live a healthier lifestyle, um, work on their, a lot of, a lot of parents and adults will come in and say, you know, they don't have time for this time for that. So I figured martial arts training is a good way to kind of encompass a lot of the things that they're trying to, a lot of the goals they're trying to do, like um, physical fitness, but a lot of them is uh, self-esteem, self-confidence, um, and also, um, uh, self-defense some some of them have concerns about their own safety right i mean martial arts is a lot more than just getting healthy and losing weight right it teaches you so many things in life control balance um you know discipline things like self-defense um so that's and great and yeah, part, yeah yeah definitely and, and pushing into you know I, i've talked to a couple martial arts facilities now and that's something that i see across the board is that a lot of them are really trying to push hard into um, you know, getting more adults into their place, it gives you a lot more leg room to make more profit to get, you know, the entire family in. And, you know, also having adults inside your facility, um, you know, it gives you that room to, to send them to different layers, layers of service and, and give yourself more breathing room as a, as a facility owner. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, definitely it'll increase the sales, you know, um, if, uh, adults are more likely to, you know, make that uh make that payment <laughs> right so, right yeah definitely. Um, yeah um in addition to that um with higher amount of adults coming in um it increases the culture um in the sense that there's less things that i don't have to teach like courtesy and respect that's already ingrained in a lot of the adults there yeah. and i can focus more on the aspects of martial arts training that i enjoy mm -hmm. like competitive training um fitness things like that yeah, we did speak over the phone quite a bit, you know, the past couple of weeks. And that was one thing um, that you told me is that, that you do, you know, like to focus on the fitness aspect of things, too. And that's part of martial arts, right, is getting healthy, getting fit, um, you know, making progress day by day. Um, so that's great to hear. So you're offering pretty much, you know, Taekwondo. It's mostly group training, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. We do offer some personal training, but um, those are rare. Um, the main reason being is uh, time in the facility space. Um, my facility is currently 2,400 square feet. Okay. 1,800 of it is usable square feet. Um, so when we do group training, there's not a lot of space for me. If my instructors are teaching a group class, there's not a lot of instructor. There's not a lot of space for me to work with an individual um, to, you know, to work with the individual. Yeah, definitely. I get that too. Like you, you do have to make use of your space, right? And and it might not make sense to to continue uh, pushing personal training if that's taking up a majority of your facility and the and the it's not you know 
working correctly with the money that's coming in. Um, right. uh, have you ever thought about, you know, is something like moving to a bigger facility, something that's in your goals or your plans at all? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Within the next two years, I am looking to expand to a significantly larger location, ideally like 6,000, 7,000 square foot wow. space. Yeah. Yeah. Super um, cool. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. told me you're, you're sitting at about 170 members right now, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Um, I do uh, like to uh, ask. Last year, I, we had a boom this current week. Uh, we had about 20 students sign up for our lessons. So, wow. <laughs> so How'd you get them in? Good. I'm sorry? How'd you get those new members in? Where'd they come from? Was it more so like a word of mouth, um, you know, situation that brought the members in? Or are you like doing some type of marketing that brought them in? Yeah, it's definitely word of mouth. Word of um, mouth. Yeah, word of mouth and some um, internet searches. I focus a lot on my Google searches, making sure that I stay in number one um, on the search list when uh, families look for us. Yeah, yeah, super cool. And that really shows, you know, proof of product, right? Like if, if you're able to, to get these members in off of referrals, it's showing that what you're doing is working. Um, the people, they like the value that you're providing. And, and you know, overall like your your business model is correct and i mean it even shows the fact that you've been here for 10 years right um the same the same thing that that what you're doing is working so it's really cool to see that you have a good base structure to your business going on um but i do always like to ask so you told me you were at about 170 members um is that a number that that you're trying to stay at or are you trying to get some new faces in as well uh, I always try to max out, max out the amount of students that I can take in. Um, with the classes that we run, um, we are we are reaching a point where I don't really have enough space and time in the, during the day to um, accept a lot more students. Mm -hmm. um, as far as student uh, kids go, that's why I also want to push for a lot more adults because adults have the flexibility to work in the um, afternoon and in the mornings. Um, to get a workout in or to learn some martial arts training. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so since since you are wanting to see some new faces and, you know, help some more people, um, what, what are you kind of actively doing right now to, to aid that growth process? Yeah, um, so my marketing strategy is usually um, online, social media, things like that. Um, I'm not happy to say that I'm not good at it, but there's something I'm working towards. Um, and another thing with that is one of those, that's one of the things I want to automate and work with others, like a marketing group to, um, to get better at. So that's one way. Another way that I do is word of mouth. Um, and I started, recently started working with other gyms like LA Fitness and Planet Fitness to see if I can advertise at their facilities. Um, so that way I can draw in more um, adults. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, that's your goal too, right? Is to get some more adults and that's totally fine. I think one of the best skills as a business owner is realizing what you're not good at, realizing the things you need help on and, you know, the things that, that people are better at than you, right? And, yeah. and for you, it sounds like, you know, you have a big passion for helping people for training and that's okay that there might be a certain aspect of your business um, that you need help on, right? And, and yeah. that you could find someone that could, do a better job than you. Cause the truth is you try and learn yourself, you know, it may take a year and losing a couple grand uh, before <laughs> you see some real results. And I'm talking out of personal experience here. Right. Um, so, so, so no, that that's great to hear. Um, so, so as far as, you know, bringing new clients in, you said you rely mostly on referrals. Are you able to track like on a month to month basis, uh, the numbers behind the referrals, where they're coming from, 
um, and so forth? Yeah, uh, so I use an Excel sheet um, whenever a student comes in um, to sign up. One of the questions I always ask is like, how did you hear about us? Um, they'll either say word of mouth, my friend told me, I found you online, whatever, whatever. Um, and I'll get into a little bit more detail with it. It's like, all right, so which friend did you get? Um, how did you find out about us uh, through your friend? Things like that. How did that conversation come up? What was your goals were behind that? So and then whatever it is they say, I'll take notes of it. I'll put it in my Excel sheet. <laughs> so that way I can keep track and um, uh, it makes it easier in my mind to uh, track it that way using the Excel sheet. Um, yeah, 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 no, that, I mean. I can refer back and kind of see it's like, okay. Um, so I'll, like, I'll, num I'll num numerize it. <laughs> so let's say like um, my students who get a referral based on their friend, I'll put like a two on there. Um, if they got a referral based on looking online through Google, they'll put like a three. If they got a online looking at Facebook, I'll put like a four. So that way, when I look at the Excel sheet, you know, I'll click in and through through the through the bars, and it'll tell me the percentage wise of the twos and the threes that worked out the best. Yeah, I mean that that's that's smart. I think referrals are are so hard to track. That's like the only downside. Like. Although you could look at this month and see that you had, or this week, and you had 20 new members come in based off referrals, it's hard to look at future weeks or future months and say, okay, I know that in uh, April, you know, May and June, I'll get the same amount of members, right? Um, so, so that's honestly smart that you do keep it on an Excel sheet. Um, yeah, but definitely uh, about how many members do, do, bring, do referrals bring into you monthly? Uh, referrals, roughly 10, 15 students. Okay. Yeah. 10 a month. Okay. Yes. Have you ever thought of doing anything like, like paid advertising or Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Mm -hmm. I've thought about it. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. Um, I think it's more my, uh, my ignorance on the subject. Um, yeah rather than um, anything else. I'm not sure about it. Uh, another thing that I found with uh, Mark, with online, which is, it was advertising, right? Online mm -hmm. advertising. Yeah. Uh, with those things, uh, it requires a lot of time outside of what I have to do. It's kind of like um, to work with the online marketer to work out the details of that. Um, and I find it difficult for me to sit down and talk to him that way um, because it takes away time for me to, uh, to do the work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, cause uh, when this, when students come in, I, I heavily focus on the teaching aspect on it. So yeah. during the, that seven to eight hour block, uh, I'm not focused on the back end of the business. I'm focused on the front end of the service. Um, so when I have the time to uh, work with an online advertiser, uh, like the back end of it, um, that's usually my time when I go over um, tuition payments or, um, <clears throat> um accounting things like that the back end of the business that requires a lot of administrative work yeah and that, that's okay too i think that's that's most business owners right like they're trying to hold, hold the fort down at the end of the day um and it's like you know a staircase for for everything it's like you want to try digital marketing but at the same time like then then you you're away from your business more then you're away yeah. from your classes more so it's like a give and take for everything um but one thing that i would say about Facebook ads and Instagram ads is a, it really is a game changer these days, especially if you could find your marketing angle. It's like really like adding layers to a house, right? Like, so 
for your business, let's say it's a house, that base layer is the product you offer, um, you know, which works, right? Because you, you've been around for 10 years, you're getting a lot of referrals. So that first base right there, the product, the referrals are, are what's bringing you members. Adding that digital marketing is really like adding that second layer to the house, um, you know, turning that faucet on that you could say, um, hey, I know that within the next three months, I'll be able to get 15 to 20 members in here consistently um, based off my marketing strategy. Strategy. Right. Um, so, so that's good that, that your mind is at least open up to that. Um, have you considered doing anything else, any other type of marketing? Um, or, or do you rely, which is okay too, mostly on, um, you know, the product you offer and, and getting those referrals and just keeping, keeping everything moving? Yeah, I heavily rely on the referral aspect of uh, the business, the marketing strategy of the business. Um, the, the other aspects of marketing that, that I've tried is like paper marketing, you know, sending flyers out, things yeah. like that. Um, I've recently invested in um, um, mobile, uh, using my car basically as a mobile advertisement, like putting okay. the details on there, things like that. And I've gotten several phone calls based on that. So that worked out for me. Um, yeah, but majority good write off right there at the end of the year, huh? Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah, but I I rely heavily on referrals. Um, I think that's why a lot of my focus is always on the front end of the business. Uh, you know, making sure that my students get a very, very positive experience when they come through the door and have have their class. Okay, definitely. So what's kind of your sales process? after getting a lead, after getting someone who's interested in your facility, let's say it is a referral, someone comes in, um, you know, they're interested in what you have going on, they might want to become a member, what's your process from turning into, you know, an interested client into a paying member? Um, I give two free lessons. So um, I give the first lesson as a private session, which is one-on-one -on -one with me or one of my instructors. Um, I build them up 20, 30 minutes, work them out, kind of also give me a base, uh, a base of understanding where they are physically uh, and what their goals are. Um, and then the second lesson will uh, we'll put them in a class that I think is best for them, for their skill level. And then from there, after that first, second class, you know, we'll talk to them up, see what, if it works for them and they'll, you know, sign up from there. And okay, they, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so who does kind of the selling currently? Is it is it always you that's making that sale that's doing those two free lessons? Or do you have, you know, like a team or trainers on board that you train to, to be, uh, you know, turning these people into members? Yeah, so my instructors will be running the classes or doing the personal training uh, session, the first session. Um, and then once they have their sessions, then they come to me um, and I'll speak to them and work them through the process of um, the membership. Okay, awesome, awesome. And this is just, you know, a question that I like to ask um, because it serves, you know, as a great talking point uh, for everyone listening. But what would you say is your biggest bottleneck right now with your business? Um, space and time space and time. Uh, yeah, I would probably say that's uh, kind of the same thing, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The facility right where right now we have, we're maxed out at the, the prime time, which is uh, from five to eight. Um, that that block of time is, is filled up with, uh, my school is basically 100% filled with students. Um, the other times um, I'm trying to fill with other students um, with like adults. Um, but it's um, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that would say is the bottleneck is that um, 
the best time that the best times that I can teach students is already filled at 100% capacity. So I want to expand on that and be able to uh, work with others more. Um, but that would require a larger facility. Definitely, definitely. About how many are you training a lot as well? How many times a week are you um, actually hold, training classes as the trainer? As a teacher? Oh, uh, Monday to Friday. <laughs> Monday to Friday. I would say I'm teaching. Um, I, I do have assistants and other trainers that can help with the students, um, but I'm very hands on. I like to be in the front of the group, running yeah. the group. Um, that's what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, no, um, definitely. And what do you think? Just sorry. I'm just kind of trying to pick here, but what do you think has to happen in order for that bottleneck to be eliminated? You know, is freeing up your time something that you're interested in or is training five a days, five times or five a days, five times a week? You know, is that something that that you're passionate about and want to continue doing? Um, yes and no. Um, I believe one of the bottlenecks is also staff training. Um, one of the things I want to work on is work with uh, my instructors, get them better and get them more involved and kind of transfer some of my passion into them. So that way they're more excited about going up there um, teaching. Um, not to say that they're not, they do love what they do, but um, they can be a little bit burnt out teaching multiple classes during the day. Because um, because we do group classes, it can be, um, it can be a lot. Um, so that's one of the bottlenecks I wanna do is uh, work with my staff, get them better trained. So that way it frees, me, frees up more time for me to work on the business. Right, definitely. I mean, I think it's hard for, every business owner, not even only in fitness or in martial arts, but, you know, it's hard to find people that have the same passion and viewpoints that you do about your business. So sometimes it's hard to let go of those reins, right, and hand it to someone else when, when you feel like, you know, you care so much about your members, what you have going on, and you don't want to, uh, you know, let go of that control in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, difficult to let go of that control, because I, I personally feel like I'm the better now, this is what I do. This is what I love to do. So I'm the best person to do it. Um, but again, like we've discussed before, it takes away from the business. <laughs> yeah. If I'm focused on uh, the strictly the front end of it, we know, as we know, there's several different parts of the business. If I'm yeah. only focused on one, the other parts tend to lag behind right. my focus again, which can be very exhausting. So um, one of the things before um, before I make this move to a larger location is doing some staff training and looking for some uh, looking through the key members who can uh, who's ready to step up to the next level as far as teaching goes. So that way it takes I can step away and do more uh, the back end business. So to speak. exactly. And how do you how do you think that'll change your life? Right. I mean, how do you think, um, you know, freeing up your time? How is that going to make your business better better in your opinion? Um, it will definitely help to grow the business more. Um, if I can focus on bringing in students, um, mm -hmm. you know, that'll definitely increase, um, increase the, this, the business better. Um, it'll also free up time for me to, um, expand my own knowledge because as martial arts, it's, uh, you always, you're constantly learning, right. uh, not only, um, new business skills, but also new martial arts skills. So that way I can continue to train the higher levels, um, teach them new things, things like that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. So, so now as far as, um, you know, like retention, do you currently track your numbers and know how many members are joining and leaving on a month to month basis? Yes. Okay. Uh, I am tracking them using Excel sheets, mm -hmm. um, uh, regarding re retention. Yeah. I use Excel sheets to, uh, to track, uh, student attendance and retention 
uh, students who take a break for a month or and then come back and, or students who leave um, for whatever reason um, and incoming students as well. Yeah, and, and just off us talking, it sounds like, you know, you have that part down, like you have that product down and, and the people, you know, are staying, they're coming in. Um, now it's about adding like that second layer, freeing up your time, right? And so you could focus more on the back end things, kind of automate everything you have going on and make the business more fluid, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, free up my time. So that way I'm, I, I'm more comfortable, like uh, I'm more comfortable teaching a class. And in the back of my head, I don't have like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Yeah. Be more fully in the zone uh, when I'm running a class or um, teaching a lesson. Okay. So, so now I also wanted to ask, do you offer, you know, any extra layers of service, any, you know, ways to ascend your members into higher paid levels? I know you said you do a little bit of private training, but it doesn't really make sense sometimes with the size of your facility. Um, do you offer anything like, uh, like upsells, like, you know, maybe supplements, merch, um, you know, different food or drinks? Um, yeah, uh, we do merchandise. Okay. Uh, as martial arts school, there's a lot of merchandise that we can go through, t-shirts, um, uh, martial arts equipment, bags, things like that, that, um, that I sell that can boost, definitely boost my sales. Uh, as far as membership goes, it's, um, it's a base membership that I do a month, uh, per month. Um, and, uh, but I don't up it as far as terms of service goes. Um, there's just additional add-ons such as my competition team, um, if uh, students who want to get into a high level competition, they'll join my competition team. That, that would be an add on. Um, or if they want to learn um, another style, that'll be additional add on, things like that. Um, private sessions will be additional add on as well. So there's the base membership there. And then anything in addition to it um, would be uh, <laughs> additional cost. Yeah. Right, right. So I know you mentioned that private training doesn't always make sense. Have you ever tried anything like semi-private training, like maybe three to five members per training class? Um, something that maybe you could even charge more for, right? Because it's more one-on-one, -on -one, more personal. Um, have you tried something like that or are you sticking more to a group training model? I, I definitely stick more to group training model, but I am open and I do have some students who come in privately and I'll work with them for like an hour. Uh, either um, I have a few who are individual. Um, I have a couple of group ones, just, uh, two or three family members that come in and because of their time, they can't come in at a specific time when I do with the other groups. Um, right. That um, I've also done, I haven't group scheduled one recently, but I'll do group training specifically, let's say like a women's self-defense class where I'll do a weapons training class or do a, a workshop with um, um, self-defenses, things like that. And that'll be an addition, um, kind of separate from the membership. And that, that's also another marketing strategy that I use to bring in new students. Okay, definitely. Yeah. And that's super important, especially, you know, as you continue to grow your membership base, I know part of your goals is to get some more adult members in, but being able to offer those different layers, different levels of service, even things like just supplements or merch, you know, although, you know, I'm an advocate too. You're not trying to squeeze money out of every member that you have, right? But let's say out of 100 members that you do have, there's always that 10 to 20% that not only, you know, have the money to buy more, to get better service, to buy these supplements, but they want to, right? Um, yeah. you know, especially things like, like supplements or nutrition and accountability. Uh, most 
facilities, even martial arts, um, you know, these people are, are going somewhere outside of your gym for this. Um, so if you could offer that as you continue to grow, offer some different layers of service that you could bump people up to that are interested in it, it really makes it all that much better for you as an owner, gives you more breathing room, uh, gives you more room for profits. Um, so that's just an idea I'm yeah. talking out there as well. Oh, no, um, I, I love that. I actually, um, I was thinking about that the other day about uh, adding that aspect into the business, uh, supplements and nutrition. I was thinking doing like um, a, a shake a shake bar, you know, have uh, offering that. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know anything about that. I have no, I don't have a lot of knowledge regarding supplements. Um, so it's not something, I don't want to sell a poor product to my right, to right. members. I want to make sure that whatever it is that I sell them is the top of the line. Um, right. So that would be something I would have to outsource to another member, uh, to someone else to, so that way I can add into my business. But that is something that I've considered and uh, I'm still considering. <laughs> um, but there's all other aspects to that, right? Um, where you, if you sell supplements and shakes, don't you need a, like a separate permit to add to the business? No, not necessarily. Honestly, as a, as a fitness facility, um, you know, from what I, I know, you don't have to have some, any, I mean, unless you're selling some crazy type of supplements, but you know, things like, like protein, uh, you know, even crealkaline BCAs, you know, the, all the stuff that, that people are buying on a month to month week basis, um, yeah. you know, you, you definitely don't, don't need a permit for that. And, you know, it just gives you that breathing room. I mean, it really is the difference of, you know, making rent that month or not, you know, being able to, to get the new car or not, or, you know, put a down payment on the house, just having different layers of service. You really don't realize how much it could double your revenue. You know, it's crazy. Like breaking the numbers down. Um, I have, I've actually done it with a couple of gym owners where like, you know, looking, they offer one layer of service. They have a hundred members. Um, you know, if 10% of them, 10 of them, upgrade to a higher levels of service that's double the price but you you're offering more value right um right. for that price you know it literally doubles your revenue within the month um so yeah. so it's crazy just you know different tactics different there's tons of ways to to increase your your money as a as a gym owner as a business owner and mm -hmm. uh that's why i kind of make the analogy it's like building a house right it's like you start with that bottom layer which you have right you have that that proof of product you have um, the referrals coming in because what you're doing is working. And it's like continuing to stack on top of the house, the next layer, maybe right. digital marketing, the next layer, maybe, um, you know, coaching, nutrition and accountability, um, yeah. things like that. But yeah, perfect, Jose. So, so if you look at, you know, the next six to 12 months here and you look at your facility, um, what would you say is your goal? What's the bigger picture? The biggest picture is uh, expanding my facility. Mm -hmm. um, in six to 12 months, definitely, I'm trying to automate a lot of the backend systems, um, like accounting, um, counting out retention, things like that. Um, I'm not sure if I can automate that with a, with a, a computer system, but definitely I want to work on my staff training, which would lead into that, you know, hire a secretary or um, a front end person that can a front desk person that can maintain that for me. So that way I can focus on uh, other things. Um, I would I would love to be able to get all of that ready to go and get those systems ready to get uh, ready to go. So when I do move to a larger facility, I'm not um, 
I'm not <laughs> treading water, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not just kind of stuck in one place trying to catch playing catch up right. with these systems. It's already set there. It's already there. And when I do open that facility, I can focus on like building from there and, uh, you know, just enjoying having a larger facility and bringing in more students. Yeah, definitely. And I, I look forward to hearing what, you know, what you have going on and, and you freeing up your time, right? That That's always, I think the goals of business owner is to, you know, financial freedom in a way to be your own boss, to, to be able to, to take days off when you want, when you choose. Um, yes. So, so, so I love it. And, you know, I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up here. But on this episode, before, you know, we sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah, yeah. So we have a website, alphanomegamartialarts.com, and you can find us on Facebook, alphanomegamartialarts.com. We're on Laurel, Maryland. Uh, we also have a YouTube page, but that one's specifically for our martial arts students uh, with uh, the training and the forms that we have to learn. Um, yeah, you can find us there. Awesome, awesome. Alpha and Omega Martial Arts out of Laurel, Maryland. Uh, we appreciate you giving your time, Jose, and I look forward to seeing what you accomplished down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.